Euronet Plus Panorama is a weekly review of European news broadcast by our network of EU radio stations. Hi, I'm Joe, and you're listening to Euronet Plus Panorama. Brussels was quick to condemn last weekend's Hamas attacks on Israel, reiterating the EU's solidarity with Israel and the country's right to defend itself. It's likely that more than a thousand lives have already been lost on both sides of the conflict, with thousands more people injured. Israel has now declared a total siege of the Gaza Strip, raising fears of a serious humanitarian crisis. European representatives have called for de-escalation and a cessation of hostilities, full respect for international humanitarian law and the safeguarding of civilian lives. They're also stressing the need to tackle the root causes of the conflict by doubling down on the Middle East peace process. With the EU the Palestinians' largest donor, the European Commission announced on Monday that it was to carry out a rapid review of all of its aid programmes to Palestine to ensure that, and I quote, no EU funding indirectly enables a terrorist organisation to carry out attacks against Israel. German Chancellor Olaf Scholz was meeting with French President Emmanuel Macron in Hamburg on Tuesday. It will come as no surprise that one of the topics discussed was support for Palestine. In 2022, France provided some 95 million euros in aid to the Palestinians, most of which was concentrated in the areas of food, water, health and education. President Macron has firmly resisted calls to cut off this source of support, reports our German partner station AMS. We are not in favour of suspending aid that directly benefits the Palestinian people. We ourselves have put procedures in place to ensure that this aid does not fund Hamas. He adds that while he supports calls for a review of how and where EU aid is distributed, under no circumstances should this aid be suspended. I'm very much in favour of a review procedure for all European aid, but I'm not in favour of suspending it, especially when the review and verification procedures have been carried out, which was the case for our aid. I think this is important because we have to fight terrorism, including that of Hamas, in an uncompromising way. But we must not confuse the fight against terrorism with the most basic of human rights, with support for civilian populations. If we do, there is a risk that popular support for terrorist activity and extremists will take hold in the region. For his part, Chancellor Scholz feels confident that no EU funds are being put to nefarious use. Clearly, we must now review everything carefully, and this is what we will do. On the one hand, we are talking about humanitarian aid here, often provided far away from the scene of events. Simply providing support, so that people have water, so that they have something to eat. And at the same time, we must ensure that none of this supports any structure that is in any way linked with terrorism. We are confident that this is not the case, but it is imperative that we always consider all these things on such occasions. And this is what everyone has said. Kalev Stoicescu, chair of Estonia's National Defence Committee, 
tells Cuckoo Radio that although he does not believe that any Palestinians who are cheering on these terrorist acts deserve European support, withholding this support would ultimately make little difference to the actions of Hamas. We are certainly not going to improve their attitude with instruments such as sanctions or the withdrawal of aid. Unfortunately, as in the case of the conflict between Armenia and Azerbaijan, I do not see any political solution here between Israel and Palestine. EU humanitarian aid to Palestinians in need will continue regardless, and other forms of EU support to Palestine, development aid for example, will be reviewed but not suspended. EU High Representative Josep Borrell explained why it was so important to maintain these various forms of assistance after an emergency meeting of foreign ministers on Tuesday. It was a clear distinction between Hamas, the Palestinian people, and the Palestinian Authority. We consider Hamas a terrorist organization, but the Palestinian Authority is another thing. The Palestinian Authority is our partner. We don't deal with Hamas, but yes, we support and we deal and we work together with the Palestinian Authority. And not all the Palestinian people are terrorists. So a collective punishment against all Palestinians will be unfair and unproductive. It will be against our interest and against the interest of the peace. The Hamas attack expanded the agenda of a meeting between the Bulgarian, Greek and Romanian Prime Ministers, the Commission Vice President Margaritis Shinas and the EU Transport Commissioner Adina Valean, which took place near Varna in Bulgaria on Monday. Immediately after the meeting, Bulgaria's PM said that Europe can no longer afford to be disunited, implying that other global powers will pounce on any such weakness. Bulgarian National Radio shares his comments. I have no doubt that there is a very serious coordinated action underway to destabilize the world right now. It is a way of distracting the world from Russia's attack on Ukraine and an attempt to spread that tension across larger parts of the world. How we resolve these conflicts in the coming months and years will determine what happens in the world for decades to come. Although it may be a bit of a stretch to suggest that the Kremlin was directly behind the recent Hamas attack, Kalev Stoicescu in Estonia acknowledges that Russia stands to benefit from any event on the global stage that takes the focus away from what's happening in Ukraine. It would be extremely beneficial for Russia if an interstate conflict broke out between Israel and Iran, because this would draw away a lot of Americans and other allies' resources and political attention. Professor Adrian Choroyanu a former foreign minister of Romania, tells Radio Romania that this latest conflict is something of a gift for Moscow in economic terms too. After the Yom Kippur War 50 years ago, to which many people have compared this surprise attack by Hamas, there were two oil crises, leading to the price of oil and gas increasing 12-fold. And that's the fear, that these conflicts also have economic consequences which really raises them to a global level. For now, the economic impact is in Russia's favor. The unrest in the Middle East is driving up oil prices and higher oil prices benefit Russia. In an interview with Radio Renascença, José Pedro Teixeira Fernández, 
a researcher at the Portuguese Institute of International Relations, claims that Europe's once again mounting uncertainty over energy prices was an accident waiting to happen. A year ago, we were directly hit by an energy shock. One that, by the way, has still not subsided, which was deliberately caused by Russia with all the issues to do with the war in Ukraine. The only option was to go to the markets and look for suppliers who could make up for this, as well as trying to speed up the energy transition process. And the EU has deepened its agreement with various Arab countries as an alternative, which was clearly, at least to some extent, the inevitable solution. But this also gave the impression that Russia was the only problem and everything else was stable on the international markets. This was a mistake because the whole historical pattern of energy conflicts was much more Middle Eastern. Russia happened to cause one this time, but the historical pattern relates to the Middle East. This was predictable. It was only a matter of time before something like this happened. Yet speaking to BNR... Bulgarian economist Julian Voinov argues that we should not overplay the economic impact of this latest conflict on the borders of Europe. Unlike the war in Ukraine, which cut off an exceptionally important resource for global economic development and the EU's in particular, namely gas and oil supplies, here, with the conflict in Israel, these particular chains are not affected. There may possibly be some disruption to other supply chains that have somehow passed through Israel, but overall global flows are unlikely to be badly affected. There is more uncertainty about how the world will react, whether this conflict will intensify, whether other countries will get involved and whether appropriate measures will be brought against Iran as one of the main oil producers. But for the time being, given how the markets are reacting, the most acute phase of the conflict seems to have been overcome. I am noticing some calming. The very fact that after the initial oil price explosion, this has already started to fall, suggests that no serious economic consequences are to be expected. But economic consequences are not the only possible repercussions of a major armed conflict so close to the EU, as we know all too well from the ongoing situation in Ukraine. Poland's president, Andrzej Duda, therefore fears a further increase in illegal migration too, as Polsky Radio reports. Here, the question of our security, the protection of the borders of the Republic of Poland and, of course, the borders of the European Union and the Schengen area take on even greater significance. We must close ranks here. Our security is the most important thing and we will certainly be guided by this. This situation also demonstrates the correctness of the policy we have been pursuing recently, because our security and the security of our citizens is absolutely paramount here. For this reason, as Tanya Fayon from Slovenia stressed at Tuesday's meeting of European foreign ministers, everything else on the Middle Eastern agenda needs to be put on the back burner for the time being, and all efforts focused on preventing this situation from continuing to escalate.
At this time, the primary concern is to prevent matters from escalating. It is unrealistic to expect that we could initiate the process of recognizing Palestine, but Slovenia welcomes and respects every peace initiative on the table that could lead to the revival of a two-state process. The situation in the Middle East must first be calmed down. That's all for this week. Tune in again next week for more insight from our member stations.